Sudipta Bhaumik. I love theater. I love drama. Hi, I'm Leela Bhutti Mujumdar. I love drama and I love theater. Hello, I'm Nupur Lahiri. Theater, play and drama is my love. Hello, my name is Shankar Ghoshal. I love stage, I love performing on stage, I love creating characters on stage. Hi, I am Opera Jita. I love theater that is living under an imaginary world. Greetings, I'm Shivalet Das. Theater is my inner exploration. I'm Kulrajan. I love theater and I love everybody who is connected with this part of the world. Love you all. Uh, a lot more deeper. 
is not what we offer. And that gives you the inner strength. Yeah, so uh, what I was trying to say also like that, there is uh, thousands of uh, theater-loving people in this area, in our community also. So uh, that's a kind of suggestion, like what are we going to do in the drama club? Uh, so if we can just do something like, uh, I know people who are doing the theater and all, some of them know, some of them might not know about the various things that we do, how do we associate in the technicalities of the theater. So if we can also put all these lights up. Uh, yes, Keshav, uh, we like like to the, do that. We will do that. Like, yes. the method, uh, like the method acting or the uh, how can we go for Chinese Swarovski's uh, system. So things like that, like how the uh, objective becomes important, one objective becomes the sure. difference between method. I think and you will come to uh, next time and you can come to our show and pick up that and yes. the uh, So uh, what I'm trying to do is I think you'll all like this. Uh, this is a story by uh, Satya Ray, and it was uh, uh, translated to English by Gopal Mazumdar and published in the book called Stranger uh, from Penguin Books. So the name of the story is The Vicious Vampire. I have always harbored an intense dislike for vamps. Whenever a little mouse flips into my room, I feel obliged to drop everything and rush out of it. Particularly during summer, I feel distinctly uneasy at the thought of one of those creatures knocking against the fan and dropping into the ground or the furniture. So I run out of my room and yell, You know, you know, Come, rescue me! Once, I managed to kill a filter mouse with my badminton racket. To be very honest, my dislike is often mixed with fear. The very sight of a bat puts me off. What a peculiar creature. Neither bird nor animal with the queer habit of hanging upside down from trees. I think that the world would have been a far better place to live if bats did not exist. My room in Calcutta had been invaded by flitter mice so many times that I began to think that they had a strange fondness for me. But I never thought that I would find such a bat hanging from a ceiling in my room in this house in Shiri. This really was too much. I couldn't stay in this room unless it was removed. My father's friend in Kurikaka had told me about this house. He was a doctor and had once practiced in Shiri. After retirement, he moved to Calcutta, but needless to say, he still knew a lot of people in Shiri. So I went straight to him for advice when I discovered that I'd have to spend about a week there. Shiri? Why Shiri? What do you want to do there? He asked. I told him it was my ultimate aim to write a book on the subject. So many beautiful temples strewn about the country, but no one had ever written a really good book on them. Oh, of course, of course. You are an artist, aren't you? So your interest lies in temples, does it? But why do you want to limit yourself just to Shuri? There are temples everywhere Shuru, Hetanpur, Dubrajpur, Yudara, Bisimpur. But perhaps those aren't good enough to be written about. Do you wouldn't mind staying in an old house, would you? A patient of mine used to live there. 
Islam has shifted to Calvary. I believe there is a theatrical machinery to look after the house. It's a fairly large place. I don't think you'll have any problem. And you don't have to pay anything. You know, I snatched this man back from the jaws of death as many as three times. He'd only be too pleased to have a, a guest of mine stay in his house for a week. Pinkul Kaka was right. There was no problem in getting to the house. But the minute I caught up his cycle rickshaw and entered my room, I saw a bat. I called the gentleman. What's your name? Madhushudam. Oh, I see. Well then, Madhushudam, is Mr. Bat a permanent resident of this room or has he come here today to give me a special welcome? Madhushudam looked at the scene. Surprised his head and said, this room usually stays locked. It's only open today because you were coming. But I cannot share a room with a bat. Don't worry about it, sir. It will leave as soon as the, the sun goes down. All right. But can't anything be done about it to, to make sure it doesn't return? No, sir. It won't come back. Why should it? After all, it's not as though it's built a nest here. It must have slipped in last night so long. And couldn't get up, for you know, it can't see during the day. After a cup of tea, I went and applied the old cane chair on the The house was at the end of the tunnel. On the northern side was a large mango grove through the trees, and it was possible to catch glimpses of rice fields that stretched right into the horizon. On the western side was a bamboo grove, and beyond it, the spire of that church could stood tall. This must be the famous ancient church of Shuri. I decided to walk around to the church in the evening. I should start working from tomorrow. In and around 25 miles of Shuri, at least 30 terracotta temples could be found. I had a camera with me and a large stock of film. Each carving on the walls of this temple should be photographed. The temples might not last very much longer, and once these are destroyed, it was now 5.30. The sun disappeared behind the church. I got up, stretched, and had just taken a step towards the stairs when something flew past my left ear, making a swishing noise, and vanished into the mango grove. I went into the bedroom and looked at the ceiling. The bat had gone. Thank goodness for that. At least I could work peacefully in the evening. But perhaps I should start writing about the temples I'd already seen also in Barwan, Bakura, and the beautiful Parthenas. As soon as darkness fell, I took out my torch and began walking towards the church. The red earth of Birubhum, uneven terrain, the rows of palms, I loved them all. This was my first visit to Shiri. I was not really here to look at nature and its beauty. Yet the church and its surroundings struck me as beautiful. I passed the church and began walking further west. Then I saw what looked like a park. There was an open space surrounded by a railing. It had an iron gate. As I came closer, I realized it was not a park, but a graveyard. There were about 30 graves in it. A few had carved marble pillars. Others had marble slabs, all were undoubtedly quite ancient. The pillars were cracked. Little plants peeped out of some of those cracks. The gate was open, 
preventing and began trying to reach some of those hazy, indistinct epitaphs. All were graves of Brightons, possibly those who had died in the very early stages of their art. As a result, some, some epidemic or the other, one particular marble slab seemed to have a slightly more legible inscription. I was about to switch the torch on to read it when I heard footsteps behind me. I turned around quickly. A sharp, middle-aged man was standing about ten feet away, smiling at me. He was wearing a black jacket and grey trousers. There was an old, patched-up umbrella in his hand. You don't like bats, do you? I started. How did the stranger know about that? The man laughed. He must be wondering how I found out. Very easy. When you were telling that caretaker to drive the bat out of away this morning, I happened to be in the vicinity. Oh, I see. Now the man raised his hand in a namaskar. I am Jagadish Pasival Mukach. My family have lived in Shuri for a long time. Four generations, you know. I like visiting the church and this graveyard in the evening. I'm a Christian, you know. It was getting darker. I headed back to the house. The man began walking with me. He seemed a bit strange, although he appeared to be harmless enough. But his voice was funny, thin, and at the same time harsh. In any case, I could never be comfortable with people who made such an obvious attempt to get friendly. I tried to switch on the torch, but it didn't work. But then I remembered I had meant to buy a couple of batteries at the station and had quite forgotten to do so. How annoying. I could not see a thing. What if there were snakes? The man said, don't worry about your torch. I am used to moving in the dark. I can see quite well. Careful, there's a portal there. He pulled me to one side. And he said, do you know what a vampire is? Yes, I said briefly. Who didn't? Who not know about vampires? Blood sucking bats are called vampires. They suck the blood of animals like horses and cows. I didn't know whether such bats could be found in India, but I certainly read about them in books. And those did not just talk about bats. They even spoke of bodies of dead men that came out of graves in the middle of the night to drink the blood of people who were asleep. Such creatures were also called vampires. The story of Count Dracula was uh, something I had read in school. It annoyed me to think that the man had raised the subject of vampires in spite of being aware of my aversion to bats. We both fell silent. And it came to the mango grove, and the house could be seen quite clearly. Here, he stopped abruptly and said, It's been a pleasure meeting you. You are going to stay here for some time, aren't you? About a week. Good, good. Uh, then we shall certainly meet again, usually in the evening, he said, pointing towards the graveyard. I can be found there. My forefathers were buried in the same place. I shall show you their graves tomorrow. I said something to myself, the less I see of you, the better. Perhaps I could not be able to look at any day. The discussion on the stupid creatures was even worse. There were plenty of other things to think about. As I climbed up, climbed up the steps of the veranda, I turned back for a moment and saw the man disappear among the mango trees. By that time, the jackals had started their course beyond the rice fields. It was the month of October, yet it felt hot and oppressive inside. I tossed and turned in my bed. 
I even toyed with the idea of opening the door in my room which I had closed for fear of the bat finding me again. In the end, I decided against it. Not so much because of the bat, but because of something else. If the caretaker was a light sleeper, perhaps there was no danger of being burgled. But what if a stray dog came in through the open door and chewed up my slippers? This could happen easily in a small Mufasal town. In fact, I had that kind of experience more than once. So, instead of opening the door, I opened the window that faced the west. A lovely breeze came wafting in. I soon fell asleep and began to have a strange dream. In my dream, I saw the man peering through the window of my room and smiling at me. His eyes were bright green and his teeth sharp and narrow. Then I saw the man take a step back, raise his arms and leap to the window. It seemed almost as though it was the sound of his arrival that woke me. I opened my eyes and saw the dominant woman. Oh, what an awful dream. I rose and yelled for a cup of tea. I must finish breakfast and leave early or I could never get all my work done. Mother Rudam seemed a little preoccupied at the, and as it placed my tea on the table in the veranda. I asked, What's the matter, Mother Shudam? Are you unwell? Or didn't you sleep last night? Mother said, No, Babu, I am quite all right, all right. It's my calf. What happened to your calf? It died last night. Got bitten by a snake, probably. What? Yes, sir. It was only a week old. Something bit its throat. God knows if it was a cobra. I began to feel uneasy, bitten on the throat. What did I? Of course, a vampire bat. Wasn't it only yesterday I was thinking of the same thing? Vampire bats do slug, suck blood from the throats of animals. But of course, the calf might have indeed have been bitten by a snake. That was perfectly possible, especially if the calf happened to be sleeping. Why was I trying to link the death of a calf with vampire bats? I uttered a few words of comfort to Murashudan and returned to my room. My eyes moved towards the surrounding country. The bat was back. It was my mistake. I should not have left the window open. I decided to keep all the doors and windows closed tonight, no matter how stuffy it became. I spent a rather enjoyable day among the old type of temples. The workmanship of those who had done the carving on the walls was truly remarkable. I took a bus from Hedampur and returned to Shuri at about half past four in the evening. I had to pass the graveyard in order to get home. The busy day had already made me forget the man I had met the day before. The sight of the man standing under a tree just outside the graveyard therefore came as a surprise. Perhaps the best thing would be to pretend not to have seen him and walk on. But that was not to be. Just as I bent my head and increased the speed of my walking, he leapt towards me. Did you sleep well last night? I said yes, without stopping. But it was clear that like yesterday he would walk with me. He began walking fast. He began walking fast to keep pace with me. I have a funny habit, you see, he said. I cannot sleep at night. So I sleep tight during the day, and from evening to early morning, I roam around here and there, 
Oh, I cannot explain to you the joy of walking around at night. You have no idea how many different things are simply crying out to be seen, to be heard in this very graveyard. I must, must ask Madhushudan about this man, I thought. There were a few questions I wanted to answer, but I knew there would be no point in asking the man. How long had he really been spent in shooting? What did he do? What did he do for a living? Where did he live? Jagadish Mukherjee? I don't think. Oh, wait a minute. He's short. Where's the jacket and trousers? He's a little dark. Yes, yes. Oh, that man is crazy. In fact, he's only recently been discharged from the asylum. They say he's not cured. Come across him. After dinner, I finished writing notes on the temple I've seen that day. Then I went outside and, and sat on the veranda for a while and returned to my room at around 11 p.m. The clouds having dispersed, the oppressive feeling of the night before had gone. Keeping the window closed was not difficult. In fact, the night I had to use an extra sheet I bought. I fell asleep soon after closing my eyes. But I woke a little while later. Though I could not tell the time nor what it was that it had disturbed my sleep. Then I saw a square patch of moonlight on the wall and my heart lurched. God knew when the window had opened. Light was coming in through the open window. In that patch of light, I saw a shadow of something flying in a circle. Again and again. Holding my breath carefully, I turned my head and looked up. This time, I could see the bat. It kept flying in a circle right above my head and slowly began to come down. I must have all my courage. It would be disastrous if I lost my willpower at this moment like this. Then picking my eyes off the bat, I stretched my right hand towards the bedside table and picked up a large, hardbound notebook. Just as the bat made its final soup, ready to attack my throat, I struck its head with my notebook using all my strength. It went shooting out of the window, knocking once against the broken grills, and landed on the ground. The next instant, I thought I had heard something running across the ground. The next morning, as I approached the graveyard, I came upon a startling sight. Few local people were carrying Jagdish Mukherjee. He appeared to be unconscious, and his forehead had a large black bruise. 